You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Friday night! Feel good Friday on the fan and CBS Sports Network. Boomer Geo coming to you live from the Bill Ford Top Studio. Cassie, who called in right before the break, was tired of these contracts and thinks it's ridiculous having these conversations. And when you think about everybody's day-to-day lives and financial situations, it's something we hear from time to time from callers on the show. And obviously, we understand when we're talking about in one breath Anthony Gallo and his hot plate in another breath. Daniel Jones making 35 or $36 million a year, that it sounds crazy. But, you know, we talk about these things in the context of the league and the salary cap and what general managers have to figure out and what market value is in terms of the NFL and building a team. And we're in the offseason. And, I mean, one thing that everybody has to remember, and everybody knows this, is the more successful the business is, the more money you're going to see flying around. And the owners make a ton of money, but we don't see how much money that they're making and pocketing. The players, we see every single bit of it. And if you are one of the rare, one of the few handful talking about top 10 quarterbacks in the world who can do what they do in the, the countries and, and, you know, close to the world's most profitable sport, obviously soccer around the world more so, but definitely the country's most profitable sport. You're going to get paid accordingly. I mean, think about how many guys out there can do what they do. Not a lot. Well, you know, you also got to think about how much these teams are worth and how much they're being sold for. Exactly. So you just look at the Broncos. They sold for, what, over $5 billion. That's right. And so yeah. you now know what they're worth. To I the mean, Walmart family. Right. I mean, those it, are the people who are buying teams these days. My argument back in 1987 as an NFL player rep is we're arguing the wrong numbers, guys. We're not, we should not be arguing year-by-year television numbers. Yeah. And that's how we should be paid. What we should be arguing is the net worth of each of these franchises collectively together. And that's what we should be arguing about in terms of what we were, we were getting paid back then. So, you know, my, my biggest contract was about 2.75 million, uh, for six years with a signing bonus that brought it up to about 3 million a year. Yeah. You know, so if I were playing today, my, my contract value would be somewhere around $40 million a year. Sure. So it has grown exponentially, and it rightfully show f- so for these players. I don't begrudge any of these players making that kind of money. And because there is a salary cap, it's one of the reasons why we have to talk salaries. Oh, yeah. Because you have to build a team within the salary cap. Now, listen, in baseball, there's a thing called the luxury tax. There's the Steve Cohen luxury tax, and he doesn't really care about it. He has blown way through it. And as a fan of the, of the Mets, it's his money. And I'm glad he's spending it because it's going to give us something to look forward to, hopefully. Every single year. Yeah, exactly. And that's what you want. You know, the interesting thing is, (laughs) way do do people see the contract extension that a guy like Nick Bosa is going to receive this offseason? 
He is the defensive player of the year. Mm -hmm. He was a rookie of the year. He's 25. He was a top end draft choice. They number two or something like that overall. overall. And he is going to get an enormous contract because edge rushers are paid the second highest pay uh, salary in the NFL behind quarterbacks. And wide receivers are inching towards that. Mm -hmm. But the edge rusher and the quarterback are the ones that make the most money. Then comes the left tackle. Then comes the wide receiver. That kind of, you know, those are the most important positions on your teams. So um, it's, it's going to be a fascinating offseason for the NFL in so many different ways, not just because of the quarterback changes and who's going to sign what and, and for how much, but some of these contract extensions and some of these trades that are going to have to happen because teams aren't going to be able to afford all these guys. Yeah, I mean, and I think it's a great example of <clears throat> capitalism in America. I know that these numbers make people like sick, but all right, you've got a very popular business. You've got the guys who are the best at what they do. And by the way, you know, it's a short amount of time that they can make money, but they're getting compensated fairly for being so unique and so good. Yeah. So Isn't that for, what you want in any company? That's exactly right. And for every guy that is, you know, Aaron Rodgers or Tom Brady or, you know, Josh Allen, jo- you know, Justin Herbert, you know, Joe Burrow, you know, there's a guy like Zach Wilson. Yeah. You know, just doesn't make it. Or right. can't make it or doesn't, you know, they're hoping that he can make it, but well, they're like not Ryan sure. Ryan Leaf, like right now, you know, he goes to jail, he's on TV making some money now. Well, there's a lot of guys that just don't make it, you right. know. But then, you know, there are guys that do, and and good for them. That's what I always say. If you get as much as you possibly can, because I, you know, and I know fans hate hearing this, but, you know, from the player's perspective, from the player's union's perspective, they have to keep driving up their salary costs. They got to keep going and trying to outdo. So... Shohei Otani will probably be the highest paid American athlete of all time when his turn comes next sure. year. Yep. Right. Yeah. Well, well on U.S. soil, basically. What yes. You're saying. Yes. yes. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, and, and that's going to be a tricky one, too. I actually heard uh, Evan and Sal talking about this yesterday. Like when that contract is given to him, you got to factor in how many years he's going to be pitching because you don't expect him to be doing both all the way to the end of that contract, right? So how do you structure that thing? It's going to be remarkable. I mean, yeah. and, and, think, and, and just take a look at Aaron Judge for a second. You know, he toiled, you know, under that, the initial contract. Remember, he got, so he got started three yeah. years late mm-hmm. because he went to college. And, uh, you know, and here he is now basically earning the money that the Yankees are paying him. Absolutely. Uh, let's go to Frank, who's in Brooklyn. What's up, Frank? Listen, let me start by saying I love you guys. I listen to you guys every day. But the money that these athletes are making is out of control. Lower the ticket price for normal people so we could go to the games and enjoy the games with our kids. Invest in the game. The kids that go to the games now are going to be the same kids that grow up and watch them and, and want to go with their kids. You can't go to, you can't go to the stadium and enjoy, enjoy a game anymore. Yeah, but I mean, MetLife Stadium is generally sold out or almost to capacity for both the Jets and Giants almost every week. And if people aren't going, those tickets are still generally sold. So, I mean, it's not as if they're struggling to fill the building. It's just that who is in the building? How about Major League Baseball? I mean, you look at some of these stadiums and, and uh, you know. But you can go to games affordably. You can go to games affordably and have decent seats at at, at these games. I mean, there, there's no doubt about it. I mean, sometimes there you know there's tier pricing and different um, teams that are coming in or weekends. But, but you can't tell me that you can't find 
a Mets game or a Yankees game that you can go to. And, I think and the Yankees are a little rougher, but you know, I think uh, your secondary market tickets too actually become depressed depending on right. you know when you're buying Listen, them. And and if I, you... I understand what Boomer, what you fought for in the past, and, and and I get it, but I just think there should be some type of cap, twenty million a year, let's say, for for, for, an, for an elite athlete. But then and, someone else and, is getting the money, though. Don't, yeah, I mean, that's so, the point. It's not if you lower the price of the tickets. That's not true. Well, but that's just one tickets. bit of it, man. The, the in-stadium revenue is a small percentage of the money that gets made. You've heard us talk about these TV contracts. I mean, this this Apple Sunday ticket deal is worth billions of dollars. So, like, the revenue that comes from the stadium, yes, matters. And there were teams that saw a loss during COVID when there weren't fans in there. But the reality so of it ask, is... the Boomer. The money is coming from the TV deals. Is there some type of uh, pension system for NFL players, uh, universal health care for when these players retire so that you know, when they they do have to retire, they could, they could have something to look for. Yeah, there 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 is a pension plan. It's much better than it was when I played. Uh, a lot of these players now make so much money that they can invest in their own four hundred one ks. But mm-hmm. there is there is there is a pension plan for players, and and the universal health care thing is a big question mark and. You know, these players today are not lasting that long in the league, so they don't necessarily know exactly how it's going to affect them later on in life. Mm-hmm. I, you know, one of the things that in 1987, I'll never forget, I had about three or four teammates that were getting ready to retire. And I remember going to them and saying, look, if you guys want to cross the picket line and go play, you should go play and make your final salaries. <clears throat> those were hard discussions. And those guys were making about 125000 a year. And then you take half of that out for taxes. There's not much left after that. Right. Yeah. And I remember a bunch, a bunch of guys said, no, we're not going to do that. We're going to stay with you and we're going to stay out on strike because this is too important. Because they started to understand it later on in their career, just exactly what that was going to be left for them, which was very little. But I will say that they've tried. And I remember, you know, the, the one thing that really bothered me more than anything about being an NFL PA union rep and hearing all the meetings was when Gene Upshaw, God rest his soul, basically said, I don't represent the retired players. Yeah. That pissed well, me off. Well, he was. I mean, but that really worst. pissed me off. The, that really yeah. pissed me off. And I'm like, wait a minute. All these players at one point in time were a member of your union. Right. And now now that they're out and when they need you the most, you're not there for them. Yeah, horrible. Yep. And, that was, and that, that's when I got really ticked off, like right around 90, 1990, 1989. I said, enough of this. I'm, I, I can't deal with this. Yeah, that's pretty bad. Well, Gene Upsar had a terrible reputation of being the union leader. Uh, and I know he's passed now, but that's the legacy. Yeah, I don't want to you know, say anything, but I'm just saying that was the one thing that really bothered me when he said that. Uh, Marty in New Jersey. What's up, Marty? Hey, great show. Listen, I want to support you guys. I'm a retired police officer. The salary I made was fair. It, we negotiated with the town, but that was coming out of taxpayers' dollars. This is a whole different thing. Going to a sport is a, to watch a game is a choice. The owners should be able to make what they can make. The players should be able to get as much as they possibly can get. And people who complain, that's just too bad. You really shouldn't complain about what else someone else is making. It's not coming out of my tax dollars. The only thing I don't support is tax dollars for building stadiums. If the owner needs to renovate or build something new, he should pay for that. As far as players, you guys deserve every dime you can get. You're out there busting your butt. You deserve it. And people need to stop complaining. Don't go to the games. If enough people don't go, they'll have to lower the ticket prices. Yeah, well, that, that too. And I, I really, there, there are jobs out there you can get mad at people making money if they are, if it's some sort of 
nepotism situation or it's a cushy job because a friend got put somewhere. I mean, we've seen this in politics all the time. Or if it's corruption. Yeah, corruption, all of that stuff. Then you could be mad when someone's making money, especially when it's coming out of your pocket. But, like, with the with the players, I mean, they, they have a specific skill. They are the best in the world at what they do, and they're part of a business that is making more money than you can even imagine. Especially with the gambling now that has become legal in a lot of states, and it keeps growing. They deserve a piece of the pie and the piece that they are getting. So I know that the numbers are astronomical. You know, we did. there is an example. The NBA players that get paid money and don't take the regular season seriously those are the ones that, to me, that like James Harden, to me, makes me sick. James Harden does not care about winning a championship. James Harden is just out there because he gets paid. Like that's a guy you get annoyed with. But as far as some of these NFL players, like these quarterbacks that are making money, the Joe Burrow, Patrick Mahomes, these guys will all they want to do is win championships, and they're entertaining the hell out of us. The two, the best at their job, you know, that we've ever seen. I, and I would, I would. Uh... I would be more than happy to have anybody stand in that pocket sure, and feel right. what that feels like. Right, exactly, with those guys breathing down your neck. Uh, Al's out in Flanders. going on, Al? Hey, how's it going? I was just wondering why the common people side with the billionaire owners and go against the players that are actually doing the entertainment part. Yeah, I'll give you the answer to that because you're right. It's, it doesn't make any sense to me. I think the answer is that we talk about it and see it all the time and it's public knowledge. I mean, if it were in the newspaper every day that the owner of this team got that much money or this guy in the front office got this much money, then I think that we would talk about it more and fans would get annoyed. It's just that, you know, every single day in an offseason, whether it's baseball, it's football, it's basketball, we're talking about these yearly salaries and the fan hears it. I would also say this, though, too, Al, is that, um, you know, at the beginning, a lot of this, in terms of the owners, at least, maybe not today, but in the beginning of all this, there was a risk-reward aspect to all of this. Mm -hmm. It wasn't nearly as popular as it is today. So, you know, when the Bengals were bought or bought into the league for $6 million in 1969, you don't know whether or not that's going to make it or not. And $6 million in 1969 was a lot of money that they had a risk and they had a raise to be able to build that team to where it is today. And, you know, I, I believe uh, I'm down with uh, that one caller that called in from New Jersey talking about, you know, the tax dollars that go into some of these stadiums and stuff like that. You know, that also pays off the people that build these stadiums. Of course, yeah. You know, there's a lot of things that go in, into these things like what's happening up in uh, Buffalo now. You yeah. know, $800 million to build that stadium. Right, for what? What are we talking about? So, Eight but, games, nine games a year potentially, or but, ten with the preseason? Right, but the point being is that you know, there's going to be a lot of union jobs and a lot of people working on that. And there's a lot of infrastructure that goes into it. Um, so there, it is a it, it does generate a lot of jobs. The question is, is do you want your tax dollars generate, you know, paying for those jobs? Yeah. I mean, so how many dates do you think realistically with the weather that's out? Is it going to be it's going to be an outdoor open air stadium? 100 percent open air stadium. So like how many dates could they possibly jam in there in that area? Of well, the I mean, maybe in the summertime, they may have some outdoor f festivals and stuff like that. Who knows? I mean, I'm just I mean, like, a, will they get to 100? It's not like UBS Arena here where you could have concerts <laughs> no, and everything else going on. But yes. that's what I'm saying. Will they get to 100 events in I, that no place? No way. No way. 150? How many events do they have in MetLife Stadium? I'm not sure. I mean, but it'd be even worse up there. Right. And, you know, it costs an extra billion dollars to put a, a roof on it. It's crazy, man. And by the way, you see the Chicago Bears just bought the land yeah. outside of Chicago 
that uh, they want to build a dome stadium. And just what Justin Fields wants. He said he doesn't like playing in the wind. The Chicago Bears are going to go to a dome stadium. Stupid, man. I Listen, when the Vikings got their new, I wanted that to be an open air because there's something, there's a toughness about those Midwest, Northeast, playing in the cold, that stuff. Midwest, I, I, I hate the fact that they're you know, the teams that are in dome. So I think that's going to hurt them over the long haul. So do you want Buffalo in the dome or you don't want them in the dome? No, no, I, I don't. I don't want them in a dome. I just don't want them to spend eight hundred million dollars on a stadium for you know twenty five dates a year when it's coming out of taxpayer money. That's that's the problem that I have. Yeah, I would also say you know a lot of these uh, owners have other things that are going on in their life. They employ hundreds, if not thousands, of people. Sure. Uh, yeah, they're billionaires. They've taken risk in their life. They've lost a lot of money in different things that they've done. Mm. But they've also employed, like I said, if not hundreds, thousands of employees. Yeah. And, you know, in, in many different facets of life, not just a football program. I'm trying to think. You think the Jets and the Giants each have, what, 400 employees each? Easy, probably. Yeah, yeah I'm not counting a team. I'm not right. counting a team and the coaching staff. And that. I'm just talking about back office employees, business employees. Yeah, I'm sure it's right you know, around People that take more. care of the, the, the field, yeah. you know, the properties, you know, all of that stuff. Right. The maintenance of the buildings. And pro- the, I bet you they love their jobs. Everybody that works for an NFL team probably absolutely loves it. I, I would think so, especially when the team's winning. Yeah, yeah. And sure. I'm sure that, like, if you win, I'm assuming if you win and you make to the playoffs, I'm sure everybody in the building gets a bonus. I would think so. You get a ring if you win a championship. I know that. Yeah. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. All right, Boomer and Geo on the fan and CBS Sports Network. So uh, who's Evan working with? Is this CP the franchise? CP the franchise. Oh, the franchise. Yes. CP the franchise. So good luck to CP the franchise. And get ready for this now, CP. Evan has a tendency to get up and leave you in the studio by yourself. Yes, that is the thing that has been talked about. Right, he does not, you know, really sit there and talk to you and, you know, get to know you and stuff like that. Yeah, so. off, off the air, he's not interested in that. He wants to go to the newsroom and talk about fantasy baseball and fantasy football and fantasy basketball with everybody on the newsroom. That's his thing. Right, so don't get upset. This is the CP, the franchise. Don't get upset if uh, Evan leaves you hanging in there. Yeah, it's nothing personally to you. He does it to everybody. And I did listen to uh, a lot of, probably uh, two hours of Sal and Evan yesterday in the afternoon. And Evan, to me, was like, 
you know, if you had one male dog and then you got another male dog and that original male dog that was in your house didn't like being threatened by the other male dog and just started marking its territory all over the place and, you know, making sure that, hey, this is my house. Yeah, that's the, that's the feeling that I got. It was like barking at Sal? Yeah, it was like, that was my, this is my house. This is my territory here. Yeah, this is my fire hydrant. So. How does that taste? Yeah, like yeah, there's a little bit of face, that. Yeah, in your face, and I'm going to leave you in the studio. Right, that was, that was one observation. The other thing I took out of that was I found out that Sal proposed to his wife while completely naked. Do you guys know that story? I did. You know, all these years now, I didn't know that story. Yeah. Completely naked and was unplanned. And was he it just, after they just did the wild thing or no? No, they were getting ready to go out to dinner, I guess, on a vacation. And he had just taken a shower, and I guess she was about to take a shower, or she was getting ready. And then all of a sudden, in that moment, it struck him, so he got down on one knee naked and proposed. Huh. Yeah. Strange. It's a weird one. That's yeah. a different Hang move. me! <laughs> Kill me! <laughs> yeah, I was, uh... And apparently she didn't love this at all. She was not her thing. She goes, please don't tell anybody about this. And he just said it on Afternoon Drive with WFAN. He does have that problem. Loose yeah. lips. But, like, the proposal story shouldn't be a story that your wife says, don't tell anybody else about this. should be one you want to share with everybody. And then Evan countered with that story saying that he couldn't even get through his proposal because he was crying through it the entire time. So they went back to the... This yes, was on the air. This was I'm on a the loser. Air. Yes, was on the air. So they went back to the original restaurant that they uh, had their first date at, the restaurant they had their first date at, and he got up in the middle of the dinner and tried to propose, but then couldn't get through it because he was sobbing tears of joy. So. Such a beautiful story. Yeah. yeah. That's more pathetic, being nude or crying during it. Pathetic crying. The nude thing is weird. I don't think that's pathetic. That's it's They're both strange. not great. They're both not great stories. Was, was anything standing at attention when uh, he... Uh, See, that's a question that Evan should ask. That's what I wanted to know. Right. Right. You know, are you like aroused? <laughs> During this proposal? Yeah. I, I, that's a great question. <laughs> like put the ring on it? Yeah. <laughs> Balance it on there? Yeah, I don't know. I, um, I, that, that's a question you should ask. <laughs> But that's a great, great image. I have of Sal right now. Yeah, thanks. I know. <laughs> Hard. <laughs> Makes you wonder, right? Yeah, so that was one of the conversations. Did I you heard. enjoy the show at least? <laughs> no, I did. I like both those guys a lot. Things, I've known them forever. So things yeah. that make you go, hmm. The Evan thing, though, is just like, I mean, that's <laughs> just so him. You know what I'm saying? Like, does CP the franchise know what he's stepping into? I don't know. Let's call him and ask. Run, run down all the things. Do you know all the stuff about Evan? Do you know he wears basketball shorts under his jeans? Do you know he sobbed through his engagement? Do you understand that he thinks about Mets players when having sex? Do you? I mean, like we could go through the whole thing. Drives to a parking lot, rides a bike to work. Right. Takes a bath in the sink. Wait a minute. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Just back up one minute. Yeah. He thinks of Mets players oh, when yeah. he's having. Yeah, he talks about that all the time. Yes. yes. Yeah. We've played like this. To, to stop it? Yes. Or to like... Mike Piazza, it. Mike Piazza, Mike Piazza. Oh. Just to stop it. Yeah, he's right. We've played that before. I would yeah. think he'd think of the players to uh, get going. Yeah, <laughs> that's, exactly. well, that's, that's, that's what, what I, I thought, thought it was, actually. Oh, I come on. I thought it was that. I thought no. that... No. That's what I thought it was. Like Not like the classic, like, you're getting... Uh, 
that in class or something, and you like have to think about baseball. No, I think that he uses it to get excited. Aroused. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, no. That cannot be. No. I'm pretty sure that's what it's all about. No. Timo Perez, Timo Perez, yeah. Timo Perez. No, but like when he's like in the mood Andy and stuff, Chavez, and like things Andy like Chavez, pop into his Andy mind. Andy Chavez. He's having like Andy such Chavez. a good time, like, you know. That cannot be. Like Lucas prime, Duda. Yeah, Lucas prime Duda. Jacob DeGrom pops uh, Lucas in his Duda, mind. Yeah. Oh, like oh. He's just like, oh, look at that slider. Oh, no hitter. Oh, yeah. baby. I mean. Man, he must have really got it on when Johan Santana got that <laughs> no, no hitter. <laughs> That was some night, and he blew his shoulder out. <laughs> so, um, the 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 funniest uh, arousal story that I heard recently is uh, Spike worked with a guy, and I don't know if he wants this. Uh, wants me to keep this name? Uh, Why don't you just leave the name out? All right, because you're not this call guy. Him, call him Charlie. All right. Well, all right. Spike worked with a guy in the past who Charlie. would get anger chubbies. So. He would, when he was really angry, he would get aroused, which I think is like unbelievably hilarious. That's where all the blood went to. Yeah, it's like think about like in a road <laughs> rage incident. Yeah, usually the blood <laughs> is rushing to your your head. Oh, you cut me off. Next thing you know, like <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's unreal. <laughs> <laughs> that guy, I mean, that is someone who loves being angry. Mm. So much so that you that you get a chub from being pissed <laughs> off. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Nothing turns me on more than Buck Showalter and productive outs. See? <laughs> I'm telling you. That doesn't mean Come on. that, this that is, gets him in the mood. I'm, Gallo told me that uh, Evan has said on the air that when he wants to uh, not have it over with as quick as quickly, he thinks of Yankees players he hates. Oh, okay. But the other thing might still be working for getting you in the mood. Exactly. The Mets players that he loves. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> yeah. M Mrs. Met. Mrs. Met. Mrs. Met. <laughs> Is he like Mrs. Met? <laughs> I, don't I don't know. know. Great hope is going <laughs> to. Oh, boy. <laughs> It certainly is. He's a strange human being. So CP the franchise, if you're getting ready by... <laughs> so you yes. want to call him and prep him. Yeah, I'd like to know if he knows all this stuff. <laughs> have you you, I haven't heard him on the air, have you? No, I have not. I did, when I heard he was hosting, I did go through some of the stuff that he posted on his Twitter account, talking about the Knicks on his YouTube channel, on SNY, stuff okay. like that. Yeah, why not? Just see, a little cross-promotion. Yeah. You know? I love my helmet. God. <laughs> What's weirder? Thinking about Mets players to get aroused or someone having an anger chubby? You know, I think they're both off the chart. I mean, honestly. <laughs> I'm going to go with the Met player. Yeah. yeah. I, I would think the other one is sadly probably more common. Anger chubs? That sounds yeah. like a serial killer. Yeah. yeah like I'm just you think so that is a common thing? More common no. than the Mets thing. Right. Yes. Imagine I demand to speak to the manager. 
<laughs> he looks down to his pants. <laughs> Sir, are you okay? Yeah, I think that's the more common thing. Okay. Not common, more co- It'd be like Rod Gilbert and you. I mean, are you using that to get going? Come uh, no, on now. No, 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 of right. course not. It's silly. It's no. ridiculous. The other thing makes sense, at least. I had, nev- I had never heard that before. That's the thing. So I don't know how common it is. It never, it never thought I about didn't that. say it's common. I said it's more common than the other thing. Maybe. That's all. Yeah, okay. All right, very good. There's, uh, in some way, it makes sense. Weird way, but in some way, <laughs> in it, some makes way it makes sense. And I said the strange way. <laughs> the player thing doesn't. No. No, certainly not. All right, Jerry, what do you got over there for us? Uh, we're brought to you by Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com and by Jack Pocket. Play official state lottery games on your phone. I'm watching the game and enjoying myself. That's it? Okay. Uh, I'll just give you a couple of football clips here. Uh, number one, and you got to like this. This is Howie Roseman uh, spoke yesterday in terms of the Super Bowl, the playing surface, and he was not going there. Howie, I know you guys don't want to make excuses, but when you look at the field condition, what's the organizational take on that? Is there uh, any recourse you have with the league? Um, where do you go with that? Both teams played on the same field. Both teams played on the same field, and they would continue to try. I mean, obviously your edge rushers were... You know, it's a big strength of this team. and Both teams play on the same field. That's it. And so that... You know, maybe the offensive tackles of the Kansas City Chiefs had their best game. Yeah. And they actually played well Possible. against the Bengals, too, by the way. They did. I mean, holding a little bit. You could have <laughs> called a few more holding calls against them. But, uh, you know, you got to protect, uh, you know, Patrick Mahomes. By the way, the Giants did uh, give Isaiah Hodgins a one-year contract, so you've got that. This is for you, G. This is uh, Brian Flores, who was right. introduced by the Vikings the other day. And why... He is where he is right now in terms of deciding to go to the Vikings. Through this entire process, uh, my boys, it was Minnesota and Minnesota only. Um, they didn't care about any of the other uh, opportunities. Obviously, they're big Justin Jefferson fans. So uh, when the uh, when 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 we uh, accepted the the position, there was a lot of gritting going on in my house. <laughs> Look at that! So he's where he wants to be. Now I'll play this for you because I don't I I can't believe this is real at this point. So Eric Bieniemy not getting a head coaching job is obviously a topic because it has been the last couple of years. Uh, I just keep telling people, just ask LaShawn McCoy why Eric Bieniemy is not getting a head coaching job. Fair enough. I'm not. That's all you have to do. Great. I'm just. I'm trying to get to this point that I cannot believe this is real. So we have fun with Chris Russo all the time. Did you see this? No, I haven't seen anything with him. So that he's trying to figure out why Bieniemy is not getting a head coaching job, and then he's got a theory. And then listen to the mispronunciation on this one. This is where I'm starting to think he's enjoying the viral nature of his mistakes. If Reed quit tomorrow, would Clark Hunt hire the enemy as his head coach? Okay, fair. That's a fascinating question. No. No, no. Wait, I mean, you know, you know who his first phone mistake. call would be to? Who's that? Patrick Mahomes. Do you want the enemy as your, quarter, as your head coach? Okay. That would answer that. Oh, Holmes is going to say yes. Then what do you do? You think he would be? I, I don't know. I think he'd be truthful. No, I think Holmes would want him two times. Holmes doesn't want the, Three times. Holmes would not want Three it times. out there that he's the guy that did oh, not uh, that caused Bianami his job. That can't be real. Well, I mean, it's real, but it can't be real. Real? No, that's real. Real. There's no that's way real, real. that's real. Eddie, that's Eddie would I, be the. It can be for sure. And he Boomer, knows you, who he is, though. I know, but he just uh, it doesn't matter. He just gets a mental bump. Boomer, you did shows with. Yeah, him. yeah, it's that's real. Patrick Mahomes <laughs> is real. Holmes, that is real. Holmes, <laughs> come on. You know what Holmes is going to say? I mean, listen, I don't think that Andy Root is going to retire, <laughs> but if right. he did. 
would Bianca get the job? <laughs> Ridiculous. Uh, it's up to really. It's up to Holmes. Seriously. Yeah. It just and then, uh, Travis Celery. <laughs> is how long is he gonna play? He's in his thirties, and he's got a brother, Jason Celery. <laughs> Travis, by the way, will do Saturday Night Live on March yes, 4th. Yes, I think it's going to be Found good. out yesterday, yes. Yeah. Uh, Blues beat the Devils 4-2. Tiger Woods at 269. First round of the Genesis Invitational at Riviera. Five behind the leaders. Uh, Kevin Durant, uh, next hour I'll play. Kevin Durant was introduced by the Phoenix Suns. You've got All-Star Weekend starting tonight. The Rising Stars games. Quentin Grimes of the Knicks is in that. Maryland beat number three Purdue 68-54 as they had a ridiculous 29-4 run in that game. You had Hofstra over Hampton big 73-43. Uh, and the sad news, of course, was uh, the passing of Tim McCarver at the age of 81. Hall of Fame broadcaster with the Mets and a uh, all-star catcher as well. So... Sad news from the baseball world. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Boomer and Geo on the fan in CBS Sports Network. Feel good Friday. Yesterday, uh, well, Craig's taking a couple days off Carton and Roberts. So yesterday was Sal Licata and Evan Roberts. And today it's going to be Evan Roberts and CP, the franchise of Knicks Fan TV. He also does some work for SNY, Sirius XM, NBA Radio. He's hosted a show or two here. Now he gets a shot with Evan uh, this afternoon. From 2 to 6, or 2 to 6.30. God help him. I know. So we want to make sure that CP understands totally what he's walking into. So uh, we gave him a call, and he's joining us right now. CP, good morning. How are you? Fellas, good morning. Good morning. How are we doing today? We're doing great. I'm sure you're excited about this afternoon, yes? Absolutely, man. Ready to go. You know, I host my own show on the fan last <laughs> year, State of the Knicks, a couple hours. So uh, shout out to Spike asking for uh, for bringing me back. It's a great decision. All right, so it's a great decision. There you go. Um, so, uh, so Evan Roberts, a uh, very wacky individual, has a lot of things that you're going to find weird in his life. So are you prepared to handle that? I mean, he's going to want to talk basketball with you, but if he starts getting into these, like, I get aroused by Mets players conversations and all this weird stuff that he does, how are you going to handle all that? Yeah, I'm, I'm ready for all the theatrics, man. I, I, I've gotten to know Evan over the years, uh, you know, from the midday show with Joe and Evan to, to what he's doing with Carton, man. He's a very, very odd figure. He's a Nets fan, so it, it comes with the territory, you know. Hey, you know, if, if, listen, if he veers off course, I'm ready to go, man. I, I might not jump into the presidential trivia with him, but uh, I'm, I'm ready for anything that he throws at me. Man. Yeah, you know what, CP, I got to tell you, you are coming in at the right time, too, especially with what's going on with the Nets. <laughs> How ridiculous yeah, is that? Oh, I'm, I'm coming in to flame that Nets, man. And he's, a, and he's a next season ticket holder. Like, who even does that? Yeah, I know. I mean, he is he's absolutely bizarre. You know, Evan, we, we were thinking that Evan's probably the least cool person you've ever hung out with. Is that fair to say? Yeah, I think so. So that's why I said it was Spike Etching. It's a great decision. I got to come in there and make it a little bit cooler. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, 
and it'll be a nice flow. But I got to say something. I didn't call to talk about Evan. I called to talk about Boomer. Oh, uh -oh, uh -oh what happened? Oh, what did I do? Listen, so yesterday, yesterday morning, I'm taking out the trash. I'm getting a little man ready for school. My DMs are blowing up. My texts are blowing up. And they said, Boomer and Geo are talking bad about you. What? We did not talk yeah. bad about you at all. Yeah. So, I, I, so I, I tune in. I jump on my Odyssey app. I tune in. And Gio's, you know, promoting the, uh, the, the afternoon drive. CP Fantasy is coming on. And Boomer's like, well, I never heard of him. And does he, does he know who Bo Harvard is? Does he know hockey? <laughs> Boomer. Boomer. Yes. I'm a, I'm a Rockwell Center guy. Oh, you are? Okay, good. Through. Chris Botta, who you know, was my next door neighbor. I go way back with the Islanders and Rangers. Well, I, there I you go. Back. So that's good. From when, you know, Pierre Turgeon and Dale Hunter, <laughs> that theatrics, you know, Alexei Yash and Michael Pekka. I go, I go way back. I'm, I'm well-versed. I'm not just a Knicks guy. Uh, that's good. That's good. And by the way, CP, nobody cares about hockey around here. <laughs> <laughs> except you and me, obviously. Yeah, except for you. But yes. You know. Exactly, you carried the torch. All right, good. So you did go back and listen, and I was not the person who was talking bad, bad about you. It was certainly Boomer. I, I just wanted to know whether or not he knew hockey or not. That's all. And he does. Yeah. I mean, sometimes we all get pigeonholed. Like, I'm a football guy. Everybody thinks I'm all about football, but I know baseball, basketball, and hockey. I'd like to think that I'm well-rounded. That's well, all. Of course, absolutely. Now, Evan loves him some baseball, CP, so you're prepared yeah. for you know, like an hour of basketball and then three hours of Mets spring training? Ready to go. Mets, Yankees, spring training, ready to go. Talk Otani, anything, man. I'm, I'm well-versed, man. Ready no. to rule. All right, nice, man. Listen, we're... Sounds like it. Yes, we are We are excited about this. And uh, as far as the Knicks go, like, our our take on it is we, we love that they're playing well. We love that they have one of their best records at the All-Star break that they've had in a while. Jalen Brunson, how could you not be just completely enamored with this guy? But, like, you know, the ceiling is what the ceiling is, so... I said, get that four or five seed, win a playoff round this year, and I'll be ecstatic, absolutely thrilled with that season. What do you think of that? Yeah, you and Knicks fans alike, you hit it on the head. The four or five seed is a sweet spot. You got to think that the Nets will, will come back to the pack a little bit. Knicks are hot right now, winning five of their last six. And look, they won 37 games last year. They make the playoffs, that's a plus. They win more than one playoff game, that's even better. But if they win around, you know, the, the city will be buzzing. Guys, uh, Jalen Brunson is like better than I even thought he was. I, you know, I think we finally got a point guard after all these years. And not only is he a point guard, but he's a scoring point guard who's about as tough as nails and is not afraid to go into the paint. So I'm, I'm more than happy to, you know, think that he could actually lead them to not only a one playoff victory, depending on injuries and everything else. You know, Giannis just got hurt. Mm -hmm. Uh, anything's possible when we get to the playoffs. Look, Brunson is an elite shot creator, man. This is a guy that we've been looking for. Julius Randle's been here for four years, and in those four years, outside of the acquisition of Derrick Rose, they never had anyone who could really take over from Julius Randle, save him from himself, and be a guy that you can trust in the clutch. I mean, Jalen Brunson, he's top five in the league in clutch points. He he's has balls of steel. You know, since he's been snubbed from the All-Star game, which is which a travesty, I mean, he's been playing even better. You know, he's everything we can ask for, man. An elite, elite shot creator. His footwork in the paint is outstanding. You know, never seems to uh, shy away from the moment. This is what we need in New York. Man. All right, give me your sense on, uh, uh, what's his name, R.J. Barrett. What, what do you think his ceiling is? Ah, man, RJ's struggling badly, man. He's so inconsistent. That's the problem, Boomer. For me, I, I think he, he's probably a third or fourth best option on, on a good contending team. 
And, you know, fans don't want to hear that because we drafted him with the third pick. You saw a guy like Darius Garland go forth. You look at what John Morant is doing. And even Zion Williamson, who's not available right now, you know, has that star power. So RJ's inconsistencies is, is hurting him. You know, he doesn't do too many things that well right now. He can attack the basket. He can get to the basket. But, you know, his shooting has taken a dip. His defense is atrocious. And he's playing in critical position at the wing. And so, once you, you know this well, Boomer. Once you get that bag in New York, you have to perform. And so, he just signed the extension, $120 million. The, the deal kicks in next year. The expectations for R.J. Barrett are going to go through the roof. So, he's got to put the work in to, uh, to, to play better because the fans are on him right now. And that's what Boomer said to me when I sat next to him and I got the job full-time. He goes, now you got the bag. <laughs> you got to get it done, man. Well, maybe CP, the franchise, will get the bag. Yeah, before I think long. he's already got the yes, bag. I man, so. he's got Sounds like 15 like jobs here. He's got multiple bags, uh, which is a good thing. All right, what time are you getting to the radio station today, CP? I'll, I'll be there at 12 sharp. I'll All be right. there at 12 sharp. Two I like that. 2 with Evan, and then double duty. I'm at uh, SNY Honda Sports Night at 9.30. All so, right, we like that. Cool. Very good. I always like to judge a guy what time he gets at a radio station. Two hours before. Or very nice. I like that. Yeah, I like that. All right, CP, it's great talking to you. Al, yes? I was saying that's how I got my job with Boomer and Carton. Craig was like, what about that dude who was always here early at NEW? That was me. There you go. And look at that. There you go. Shout out Al Dukes, man. Yep. <laughs> All right, very good, CP. Uh, have fun today, and uh, hopefully we'll talk to you soon. All right, fellas. Take care. Good All right, CP. Right. Good luck. Hey, you know, I just hope everything goes well with him today. <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> I know we're rooting for him at this yeah, point. I mean, hell gets, yeah, we are. It's stuck with Evan in this spot. It's very difficult. Um, but uh, especially spring training baseball. I know. Oh, oh, I know. I know. He's just gonna walk out of there and be like, "Listen, I love hosting on WFAN." But this I meant guy, to tell him that, and that now I'm sure he's listening. But I, I meant to tell him that you know Evan will get out of the studio and leave him sitting in there by himself. Right. 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 The entire show, every single break. Yes. Uh, all right. So yeah, check those guys out. Craig off for a couple days. He'll be back on Monday. Uh, CP, the franchise, uh, with Evan Roberts this afternoon. All right, Boomer and Geo on the fan and CBS Sports Network. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.